Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Getting Over Podcast, our wrestling podcast. We've got another premium live event coming up in the shape of Elimination Chamber, and we're all here predicting those matches, talking about the way last time went and who won the predictions title, and everything in between. We've got news and all the goings on wrestling wise. Don't forget to enter our competition where you can win a Funko Pop. Uh, To do that, there's a lot of like, share, subscribe and comment action going on. Uh, Leave reviews, share the podcast around, all that sort of stuff. There's there's two chances to win if you've been one of our lovely subscribers for a while. So uh, yeah, get as many subscribers as you can and uh, be in with a chance to win. Right, let's get going. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast getting over. Recording in progress. Hello. Welcome back. It is time once again, and we are back once again, like the proverbial renegade masters that we indeed are. I have no idea what that means either. Uh, Welcome along, one and all, to the latest instalment of the home of all things WWE and wrestling on CookieCast, the Getting Over podcast. And the road to WrestleMania is kicking into top gear again, and certainly a road that I cannot travel alone. So we've got, as always, Mr. Andrew Cook. Good evening. Mr. Paul Williams. Hello. Mr. Paul Williams, is Mr. Paul Williams a bounty? Is there he is saluting? Is, for you audio listeners, he will be playing the part of John Cena and not saying hello to you at this point in time. Uh, and Mr. Matthew Moore, Hi. also again. Everybody's hello. here. Hello, gents. Thanks, thanks for joining. How, how are we all? Good, good. Yeah, can't complain. All good this end. Good. Good. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, this time around, back in its usual slot at the top of the show, the prediction title comes back around and defending champion, now I haven't said this very often, defending champion Paul Williams, desperate to hang on to to the gold this month. Uh, uh, Did that happen after the Royal Rumble? Well, we'll get into that, shall we? We'll get into a little little bit of Rumble action. Um. We had a maximum of 13 points because of all of the uh, the different bonus options that we had within the men's and women's rumble matches. And in reverse order, we have head of the cookie cast table himself, Mr. Andrew Cook, in fourth place on four points. This is disgusting. In joint second place, we have... Mr. Matthew Moore and the now former predictions champion, Mr. Paul Williams, uh, on six out of 13, which leaves me picking up the title once again. Paul, there he is, head in hands, head in hands. Uh, and I managed to get eight out of 13 points. So I was, I was, I was pretty chuffed with that. And moreover, um, I, 
think the only actual winner that I didn't get was the women's rumble. So I was, I was again, I'll, I'll just sit here, two, two. You know, there I, we go. I was, I was literally just about to say, don't be, uh, don't be blowing your own trumpet too much, then, chief. <laughs> well, well, like I say, the the, rum, the rumble is one that we can get into nicely, um, and like I, I'm, I'm assuming that we've all seen at least parts of it by now, if not all of it. Uh, we had a, a, a lovely, lovely long train ride uh, for for me to start stay on the way back from Edinburgh. Um, but yeah, like start with the women's rumble, maybe. So um, weirdly, be seen as that was the last match actually on the show. Uh, but Rhea, Rhea Ripley winning the Royal Rumble. How do we all feel about that one? Was the clear uh, was the clear way to go from uh, from my perspective. Uh, I I picked her, so I obviously uh, must uh, have an in with the uh, writing team, so to speak. Best mates with uh, Trips. Dominic the Dominic the ex corner, you know, as the uh... well we've we've, <laughs> we've both done, we've both done time, haven't we? So, you know. <laughs> uh, at this point, we should probably point out. Oh, actually true. Um, so it's a good lad, really. Occasionally, uh, but yeah, Rhea, Rhea Ripley had the the hard road, if you like, being as the fact that she'd already been out once in the night to interfere in the men's rumble, which we'll we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but also the fact that she went in at number one, so has, has run the full gauntlet basically. I'm quite happy with Rhea Ripley winning. It's it's a new face to add to the, the the women's rumble winners for sure. It's somebody who's gathered a lot of traction in the last twelve months. Somebody who's been on the cusp of that as well for the last two three years really, and she now finally gets the rematch as as announced shortly after with uh, Charlotte Flair. So we get a redo, if you like, of COVID mania. But this time in front of a crowd and for a different title. So they'll, they'll be, uh, be vying for the SmackDown women's title. I do have a little bit on the whole women's title situation, but we, we will definitely come to that later in the episode. Uh, so the men's rumble. Did anybody really expect anybody other than... I mean, Andy clearly put Drew McIntyre in the uh, predictions because he's insane. Uh, but the rest of us did pick the winner, so Cody Rhodes yeah. picking up the win, adamant that he's going to finish the story, as it said on the back of his uh, weight belt as he threw that into the crowd, and now somebody's picked up a, a lovely, lovely souvenir, which will definitely probably sell on eBay for thousands of dollars. Um, but yeah, he, he went in at number 30, which was a bit of a shock for me that he went in that late. I can understand why he went in that late, because they didn't want the kickback of Sami Zayn not being in the Rumble at all. So so put him in there for the for the pop still at the end. But has any... I mean, this is this is purely statistics, so I'm, I'm falling into Paul's wheelhouse maybe here, but has anybody actually won from 30 before? They always paint it out to be the world's best entrant. Yeah, it's not happened very often, has it? So, I think The Undertaker was the first guy to win from 30. And then the next year was the year that Cena came back 
like way before he was supposed to. Got the big pop, and he won it from thirty. There might there might have been another one since, but I don't think there has been. Uh, but yeah, thought, thoughts on Cody winning? Did we? Uh, are we, well, we, are we happy, even though everybody can. I, I think it was it was as, as, as the second you didn't have Sammy in there as an option. I think it was the only way that they were going to guarantee that they were going to get a, a positive outcome to the match, if that makes sense. Mm. And also the placement of the match on the card kind of made it obvious. Yeah. Because like, it was it was kind of obvious that the, if you were going to have Sammy in it, you would, you'd imagine there'd have been some sort of interaction with them backstage before the before the event kicked off, saying right, this is this and this. I need you to do this, this, this. This is your this is your task or whatever. But keeping mm. it all the way until the main event meant that there wasn't going to be any involvement from. Yeah, we we got we got into that a little bit last time, didn't we? About the um, Roman's uh, instructions and and what he expected of of Sami Zayn, and his final task would be set at the Rumble, which was going to go one of two ways, and it was either be help me out in my match or win the Rumble. Well, as the men's Rumble did go on first, as Paul alluded to, and no Sami Zayn, that did leave him to uh, to just get stuck in during the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the title match, which did go on last. Usually we get a Rumble match, don't we, at the end of the, uh, the Royal Rumble event, but no, this time around it was, in fact, the undisputed WWE Universal title match last Again, Roman Reigns, the unstoppable juggernaut that he is now, having held the title for such a long time, we didn't we didn't expect that KO would win. Um, not one single person bet against Roman on the uh, predictions. It it was the right ending. It probably probably still is the. The most resonant point, I guess, from the uh, from the whole event in in the terms of yes, great two Royal Rumble matches set up different WrestleMania um, potential main events, but really the, the the ramifications of that main event will will be what carries probably at least two or three of the other storylines now through all the way for the next couple of months. So I think I think it was good. I like the fact that. The crowd were kind of like freaked out a little bit as well when Jey Uso decided to leave the rest of the bloodline to it. So that was a nice little, nice little swerve on it. Plus the story that's happened since then as well, where the only time that Jey's been seen uh, was to help his brother defend the SmackDown tag titles, but then disappeared back off again. Didn't go and didn't go and see Roman Reigns at all. Uh, had time to uh, give Sammy's in a little fist bump and a little chat in the car park on the way out. So there's still that kind of connection. Um, ooh, that ooh. is all. Not not just in the car park, in a sort of a super secretive between the TV trucks part of the, uh, the car park, no less. So no one could see, apart from the TV cameras that were <laughs> within... Those pesky TV cameras that are always there, <laughs> just capturing those intimate moments that people have, you know. <laughs> it's, we can. There's, there's, you can you can put that in there with the oh, 
the uh, the guy backstage is watching the match, but apparently has never watched TV before in his life. So he's watching it from that angle that no one watches TV at. Maybe that's what Vince's <laughs> defence is for all these kind of misdemeanours that he's had. Well, the WWE cameras didn't catch it, and they catch every kind of misdemeanour <laughs> that goes on in wrestling. That's never happened. Oh. Trust me, he, that, that man has been caught on camera before because I'm, I'm pretty sure that's uh, you, you might want to have a word with Linda about that. She'll uh, she'll she'll ratify something. Um, allegedly, I should point that out. Uh, but yeah, we, we can't really move on from the rumble entirely without mentioning the performance of Gunther. However, we we had him. Uh, we had a pick for most eliminations. I was the only one who went for him, so that wasn't that was my uh, cheeky little pick up there. But he went, he broke the record for the longest time as well in a in a standard rumble match, I should say, not in the uh, Saudi timings. But he was uh, he was in for something like an hour and fourteen minutes plus. I, I was gonna I, I was gonna say he got, he got into the seventies minutes wise, didn't he? So that's yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good going. And he didn't, he didn't even look as if he was like particularly blowing at the end of it. He looked like he was still in pretty good nick. It's it's a massive That's... improvement considering like we've seen him wrestle in the past in his previous guys as Walter in progress and stuff like that. And 20 minutes would seem to be a struggle a lot of the time. Uh, and that is going against, I mean, God, we saw him against Trent Seven. And so I say neither of us was felt at the time. And that was a 20-minute match. And by the end, they were dragging each other through. That was an excellent match as it was, but they were dragging each other through said match. Yeah, he's, it, it is absolutely testament to the work that that guy has put in and invested time that he's invested in himself since he got called up um, from... not. I mean, it started, didn't it, when he went over to the States for NXT more of a full-time, but he's just continued to, to, to get himself. It's difficult because you don't want to sit into shape because he, he's always going to be that big guy kind of wrestler, but he's he, he's not obviously going to gain any height, but he certainly lost lost some of his width, which has uh, probably helps his longevity. He's, uh, he's, he's on a, a hell of a run as well. It's continental champion. I think he's he's broken into the um, like top ten longest single reigns as well now. With he's over two hundred and forty days, I believe, off the top of my head. So he's he's, he's certainly going some. Just just um, before, just I don't know if you were going to come to it there. I just wanted to sort of like you're going to say another one of the sort of the crowd interaction things when him and uh, Lesnar had the little face off. That seemed to get a bit of a rise out of the crowd, so it was a case of ooh. So there's definitely some appetite for that. So obviously it had been it had been teased in all the dirt sheets and stuff, hadn't it? And obviously they if if the if the sort of the the writers or the uh, the crew that put the show together were like listening out for thoughts on whether or not they should do something, then that was a clear indication that's what the public want to see. So if they were if they were on the fence as to whether to do it or not, they should no longer be there. I mean, absolutely. But I, I am under no illusion that uh, this this could be a massive conspiracy theorist's take. So maybe maybe Andy might enjoy this bit. But you're not telling me that the people who tout potential storylines don't chuck a bone to, you know, one of the dirt sheets just to see how well it goes down with the internet. 
Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's got to have been on payroll at some point, whether he's... Uh... Well, whether well, it was his real name or the check or well, he's, well, he's already under the payroll at uh, Vince's second company, isn't he? So. <laughs> or, or Tony Khan's first. Maybe not quite. <laughs> Maybe not Tony Khan's second at this point in recording. But, uh, but yeah. Well, yeah, that, that was kind of it, really. Um, <coughs> other than Rhea Ripley in the, in the women's little mention to live also being the joint longest person in that match because she entered second and was the last person eliminated as the match finished. So that was a decent performance there. Uh, we did get the return of, uh, and Paul predicted it, Nia Jax to the delight of absolutely no one. Uh, but uh, yeah, Paul did get his, uh, his point for the bonus pick. So at least, oh yeah, maybe I saw that short. Maybe Paul was happy. Who indeed knows? Uh, one person that hasn't been seen since the Royal Rumble, after losing to Bianca Belair, is Alexa Bliss. And as regular listeners will know, we do have a little bit of a competition. It's still been going. It still needs to go. So here it is. If you're not on the YouTube right now, it's off over. You will see the Alexa Bliss pop that is, or one of the Alexa Bliss pops that is up for grabs. Um, if you aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel for CookieCast, you know what to do by now. Just just give that button just a little, little bit of a press and we'll be, we, we will potentially be delivering that to your house. So, yeah. Um, as, again, as regular listeners will know, if uh, once we get to 100, it will be given away and one of the, the original 50 also have two chances to win as well because there is another one that sat just down to my right as we, uh, as we record. Speaking of Little Miss Bliss, not been at a WWE event since the loss to Bianca. She's not actually known to be injured, so it seems some scheduled time off may be in order. I'm not sure that that's necessarily for personal reasons, because she has had quite a lot of time off in the last year, because she's only just got married and then she had the honeymoon and all the rest of it. I'm kind of thinking it's more for a little bit of the Uncle Howdy story to kind of brew a little bit. Uh, there was a heavy involvement of, of Uncle Howdy at the Rumble, mainly in the Bray Wyatt match, or that being said. Sorry, in the Mountain Dew pitch black match that Bray Wyatt just happened to be there for. Uh, but yeah, fingers crossed that they've got something sort of a bit more planned for WrestleMania to kind of tie that all together. WrestleMania feels like the right time to bring Alexa and Bray Wyatt back together, given they essentially parted ways, thanks in due part uh, to uh, to Randall a couple of years back. So that would that that would bring some symmetry. So hopefully she's she's definitely not injured, and uh, that is just something that's been written. Um, other stuff that we've got news-wise, uh, following the surprise appearance, and probably was about the only one in the in the men's Royal Rumble. NXT commentator and WWE Hall of Famer Booker T has announced his in-ring retirement. He'll still continue to work with WWE, of course, uh, on the NXT brand, and he trains his own students in his reality of wrestling school. But he has confirmed, as far as putting the boots on again, that was the last time. I really like Booker T as a wrestler. His commentary on SmackDown was also pretty good. NXT... I'm still struggling just a little bit. It's 
I don't know if it's because Vic Joseph isn't strong enough to carry him necessarily on his own, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but the biggest missed opportunity for me with Booker T's career will always be the fact that he should have beaten Triple H at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight title years And I'm not going to let that go. Ago. Huh? 20 years ago. Still should have happened. That's, you know when like that question gets asked though about like what thing would you change and everyone goes oh the Undertaker's streak. That I think that that is I'm gonna say that I'm gonna cut somewhat controversially Booker T should have won that match more more so than the Undertaker streak coming to an end. So that's that's just my opinion and I will die on that particular hill I guess. Um, last time out we did mention that Money in the Bank is coming to the O2 Arena in London in July this year. Um, when they did Clash at the Castle last year, they pre-recorded SmackDown in the States the week before. Not going to happen this time because they've also announced that SmackDown will also be heading to the O2 to, uh, to, to be live for the UK audience, I guess, on the, on the Friday night and then uh, beamed into the homes of those in the States slightly later. Um, you can actually pre-register for combo tickets for both shows now by visiting www.com. And the more news that is starting to get released about both of these events, the more FOMO is kicking in for me. I am absolutely dying for the fact that I can't I can go to either of these this time. So if any of our listeners are gonna gonna plan on going, if anyone wants to cover it for us, that would be uh, would be pretty awesome too. So uh, yeah, if if you're going, crack on. If you, if you want to get in touch, even better. Let us know what the uh, what the experience was like. I haven't really there hasn't really been much happened since the last podcast because other than those things because it's you know like all uh, like all the buses you've waited all that time for one getting over podcast and you get two in a couple of weeks now so we're uh, we're back fairly quickly. We do have some predictions as always for this week at Elimination Chamber. And we might as well start to get stuck into them, I guess. So last year's Elimination Chamber came to us from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, for those of you that might remember. And this year, it's gone international once again. Not to Saudi, not to the UK, but to the Great White North of Montreal, Quebec, Canada. So Elimination Chamber will be live this coming Saturday from the Bell Centre. That's not me being dismissive, it's actually called that. Uh, and as always, with getting over, all of the match information that we have is correct at time of recording and taken from WWE.com. And there have currently been five matches advertised with some huge ramifications on the state of WrestleMania to be decided. So, first up on the card, I have Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Edge made his return again, that's a thing, at the Rumble, only to be blindsided by Rhea Ripley. This brought out Beth Phoenix, absolutely irate, to get some revenge for the actions of the Judgment Day on Edge, but also after the concerto that she suffered at their hands. It was quite a few months back now that happened, so it's been you know a little bit of long-term storytelling by way of don't have them appear on TV for quite a long time. Beth did deliver a spear to Rhea Ripley um, on the concrete, on the entranceway, and all of this was before Rhea Ripley went through the entire field, as we mentioned earlier in the Women's Rumble match. 
On the Raw following the Rumble, Finn Balor challenged Cody Rhodes to a match, and the Grit Couple decided to have a little bit more fun at the expense of Judgment Day by getting involved and laying out Ripley with a spear once again. However, uh, it wasn't the only thing Edge did that night, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, have a little look at his socials and Beth Phoenix's socials for the last two or three weeks, because it's now become a game between the two of them where Edge decides to play grab-ass during their entrance, and she gets quite annoyed about it. It's very funny. Um, but yeah, in what could now probably be the penultimate chapter of Edge trying to destroy his original creation, uh, we now have a mixed tag match for this weekend. Will Rhea maintain some momentum? after winning the Women's Rumble by heading to, the, to WrestleMania with a win? Or will there be a measure of retribution for Edge and Beth Phoenix? What do we think, gentlemen? Anyone want to take the first prediction? I've gone, I've gone with Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. I've gone with like, Judgment Day. I was thinking, oh, you know, okay. they've got to start putting the pet, putting. Obviously, they kind of built them up as quite a decent group. Obviously, Ripley's got main event at WrestleMania, <clears throat> and then saying that I'm like, ah, but then do they want to build Edge up again, kind of thing? So is Balor in there just to eat the pin at some point so that Edge and and Beth Phoenix get it? But I'm going to stick with Balor and uh, Ripley for for the win. Okay, lovely. Um, I'll dive in because I have gone for the same. Uh, I think that because, well, at the Rumble and since the Rumble, Edge and Beth Phoenix have kind of been getting the upper hand. I believe this will probably lead to the Edge versus Finn Balor match that we, we apparently may get at WrestleMania. So I think that it seems right that Finn will probably w- like win in some capacity, whether, you know, whichever way around the pinfall goes. Um, Rhea then gets to carry on 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 her road to the title match at WrestleMania, but I have a feeling that it may end up being some sort of if Edge loses then he's retired for good kind of stipulation at WrestleMania. Um and if that if that comes about, he absolutely will win and he will carry on for a little bit longer, I think. But I don't think he's ready to give it up quite yet. But who knows? But yeah, I'm, I'm just purely from that storyline side. I'm, I'm also going for Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Andy. So when I did my research earlier today, my research led me down the path of uh, the same as you guys. And then I saw one thing as I was about to write it down. I saw one thing, and I was like, "Hmm, interesting." Um, is Edge? From the Great White North. Yeah, he's, he is from he's from Toronto. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to think that, that might they might just play into the you know, he's, he, he he's going to get a win in his home vicinity. So for that reason, I've gone with Edge and Beth Phoenix, please. Okie dokie, I will put you in the book, which leaves us. With Mr. Williams. Uh, yeah, I'm in the camp of Mr. Cook there. Uh, not necessarily because of the hometown boy uh, ideal, but I do think that Edge and Beth will get the win. Um, mainly because Balor just has not been booked particularly strong ever since he took Edge's spot. Um, yeah... I, I just I just don't see him changing that anytime soon. So stick me down for uh, Edge and 
Edge and Beth, probably with Edge getting the win. Okie dokie. Uh, you are in the book. And uh, with the conclusion of the first round of predictions for Elimination Chamber, uh, we'll just take a very, very short break and we will be right back with the Elimination Chamber match to determine the number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship predictions. So don't touch anything. You won't notice anything. We will be back in your ear holes and eye holes momentarily. Recording in progress. And we are back as promised. So let's get straight into it. The the women's elimination chamber match this time around will decide the number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship. At, uh, the match will go down at WrestleMania. Now we know that Rhea is taking on Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's title. Well, Rhea's on Raw, and Charlotte's on SmackDown. Remember that. Uh, so, Adam Pearce decided that the final four competitors in the Women's Rumble would automatically be entered into the Women's Elimination Chamber match. And whilst this match should be pretty good, I'm not really sure how SmackDown exclusive talent really should be included to secure a place in the Raw number one contenders Elimination Chamber. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, Natalia... Um, wasn't one of the final four. However, she qualified against Liv Morgan. Two SmackDown people. Um, Zelina Vega qualified... Um, oh, no, sorry. She, Natalia beat Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega and Shayna Baszler to qualify. Uh, and then a returning Carmella earned the final spot in another fail four-way against Candice LeRae, Meechin, Mia Yim... Mia, Meechin, Yim, whatever the her name is this month, uh, and Piper Niven. So Paul, uh, somebody did re- somebody did actually say Dewdrop to come back at the uh, at the Rumble. Uh, it was Andy. So so yeah, he was right. He did get a point for that. Just in case you're wondering, um, I'm not that mean. Uh, but she has come back as her original uh, name uh, from her NXT days as Piper Niven, fully. Fully tartened up to the max, just just to make sure that like you definitely know that she's going to be ticking all of the stereotype boxes for for a few weeks at least. Um, another, but yeah, another one who got another one who got a decent. Sorry to jump in, but another one who got a, a pretty decent pop. Yeah, but do you think the pop though was because it was her, or do you think it's because they were like, "Hooray, they're finally giving up on this whole dewdrop rubbish," <laughs> and just let just let her be herself. But yeah, it, well, yeah, we almost we almost got some extra competitors here as well because this past Monday on Raw, Becky Lynch and Bailey tried to get themselves added, but they actually lost in a triple threat match to Bianca Belair, so she managed to keep the the chamber to to standard numbers. Um, but it it's good in a way because it keeps them out of the title picture, but it also keeps their own feud ticking over between Becky and uh, and Damage Control at the moment. Uh, but yeah, I guess regardless of how the women did qualify for the match, um, and you know which show they should be on, seeing as we're all supposed to have forgotten at this point, 
which woman in the match is going to be punching her ticket to the grandest stage to take on Bianca Belair? Will it be Carmella, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Liv Morgan or Natalia? Andy, do you want to kick us off on this one? So, I'm going straight in with Asuka. I have a feeling this may be a very popular choice. I can already see one, two, hands. <laughs> Three. Yay! Hey, oh, I mean, in keeping with my usual uh, comedy levels on this podcast, I almost didn't have to ask you. Um, so, there you go. You're welcome. Yeah. I know it was bad. I'd get my coat, but then these three would be on their own. And uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, well, ask her across the board. For those of you that have seen the Rumble, has come back with a bit of a darker edge to her character. Full clown, like dark clown face paint, harking back to her New Japan days. So, um, sorry, not necessarily New Japan, just Japanese wrestling in general, I guess. She When she was uh, Kana, Kana, I am never sure how to pronounce that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's looked good since coming back. Without being too disrespectful to the rest of the women in that match, is there really any star power in that match other than Asuka? I think I think Rodriguez has got a little bit of something about it. I was going to say that that was the only one that I gave pause before when I looked at my predi- when I looked at the six. I was like, ah, oh, Asuka, and then I was like, oh, but then maybe if they want to give Raquel Gonzalez a push and. You know, she's obviously came from, or whatever she is this month, uh, she's got the Maya Yim complex. Um, the, like, I, I thought, oh, yeah, she came from NXT, obviously, with the kind of, the big kind of, she's like the enforcer, Rhea, Rhea Ripley kind of vibe to her. And then it's kind of fallen on its arse due to kind of various name changes and stuff like that. So I thought maybe they might give her a bit of a pop, you know, and obviously... I'm kind of looking at this match and she is that big kind of, not kind of wanting to make a link, but obviously a bit of a Braun Strowman kind of big, the bigger one in the, kind of, uh, the bigger one in the, in the, in the match to be that kind of like, use the, like the elimination chamber as like a weapon. But mm. I don't know. I just thought, no, I'm just going to stick with like a really kind of chalky kind of prediction with that one. I'd I'd be very surprised if Raquel isn't the last one eliminated. Yeah. I think it'll come it'll come down to Asuka and her because I think they'll use it to kind of build her up a bit. Um, but then, you know, if 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 it's not Nikki Cross or Liv Morgan out first, I'll also be very surprised there as well. Uh, not not necessarily great reading, I don't think, for the rest of them. Um, but then. Was there anybody else really they could have put in similarly as well? Doesn't like some of the people that they beat in qualifying. Candice LeRae's not really been around much, and that's not necessarily any fault of her, fault of her own. She's obviously had um, family stuff going on. The Meechin Mir Yim thing is like, well, she's been part of the OC. The OC haven't been on TV really since uh, AJ got injured, so that's kind of a bit of a non-starter. Piper Niven. Great, bring her back in the Rumble. Like Paul said, got a bit of a reaction. Shall we put her in the Elimination Chamber match to keep her hot? Nah, fuck that. So, like, it's just like, yeah, 
with, unfortunately for me, that that particular part of the booking is almost straight out of the old Vinnie Mac playbook. But yeah, well, I'll, I'll not I'll not lay into it too much from that point because we've got other other matches to discuss and um, one that may whet the particular appetite of a, of a member of this podcast is up next with Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Now, these guys have gone to war on numerous occasions over the last year or so, but the rivalry's not exactly been rammed down our throats, and that's probably likely due in part to Lesnar's schedule and Bobby mingling with the US title for a good portion of the time. However, we know that Lashley defeated Lesnar at the Rumble last time last year, in 2022, to win his second WWE title. And then Lesnar took the title back only a month later, but Lashley wasn't involved in that decision because he got taken out of the Elimination Chamber match due to concussion. Brock obviously lost the WWE title to Reigns at Mania, but he hasn't forgotten about Bobby Lashley. The first thing Brock did when he returned to Raw in the autumn was cost Lashley his US title match against Theory. Um, he then cost him the chance of getting into the um, match that we're going to talk about shortly for the US title. So there's an Elimination Chamber match for that coming up. So Bobby didn't qualify for that because Lesnar came back and, and spoiled that as well. But then in return, Lashley eliminates Brock from the Rumble. Everyone keeping up with, with all the, all the, all the goings on? Uh, but yeah, it's two, two big guys that can both go that they, whether they do have real beef or not, they portray it very well, and I do quite like watching these two together. But then, was it the right move to have this match scheduled for the event before the biggest event of the year? Um, they've got two nights to fill. Surely they could have stretched this out anyway. But yeah, who who is gonna of of the biggest meatiest men on the roster? Who is going to come out on top at this stage? I feel like I have to go to Andy again first on this one because I feel like he's got something. So, I imagine at this point in time, your box with my name next to it has already got a name written in. So, but it starts. It starts with L. Okay, so you're going to need your eraser for this one because I cracked open my Paul Williams playbook. And I am going with no contest. Because you are right. There is absolutely no business this not being at WrestleMania. So they need to take this to WrestleMania. And the only way to do that is to have nobody win this match. So they can finish it up at WrestleMania. Okay. That makes that makes a lot of sense. I've I've gone on a similar vein to you on this one, Andy. I've gone for um, effectively a Bobby Lashley win, but by DQ, because I think Brock will just, for want of a better expression, fuck him up to the point that Lashley's then annoyed about it. Because this time round in in the build up, there has been a bit of chasing um, where. Lesnar wanted the match and Bobby Cap was like, oh, I'll hand it to my lawyers and he'll hand it to his lawyer's lawyer, lawyer's lawyer's lawyer and we'll, we'll get back to you kind of thing. So there has been a bit of chasing, whereas I think if he just legitimately canes him for a little bit at the end, there will be ultimately then the rematch, which we'd, we'd expect at WrestleMania. But um, 
with a bit more of an aggressive Lashley. So I've I've gone for Lashley to win, but by DQ. Uh, Matt, do you want to go on this one? I kind of went with Lesnar. I don't know. I've I've thrown like all your kind of ideas as well with like the no contest and the kind of like you said. I don't understand why it's in this pay per view. They could have stretched it out some way or another, but there's going to be some. There's going to be some some kind of shenanigans in the match that leads to one or the other one getting disqualified or one or the other one being counted out or one or the other one kind of... It's going to be a, a shitty finish, I would say. And everyone's going to be annoyed by it or go, oh, they're just building the WrestleMania one. Because like you said, one of two nights to fill. And it is, it's probably going to end up being at, at WrestleMania some kind of like UFC kind of... Type fight. Fight pit match. Pardon? Fight pit match. That type of thing. I don't know. That's not a match out. Ball kind of thing, but I think, I I presume they're going to go, right, let's finish this the kind of proper way. We've both done MMA. Let's do it kind of, you know, and obviously it's not going to be full MMA, but it'll be something kind of fake-ish, kind of like wrestling wrestling MMA as it were kind of thing so there might be a little bit of blood but there won't be the full kind of like beating the living piss out of somebody so but I've yeah now, I've now just got a vision of um, Lesnar f 5 and him back into the ring from that little platform that they have around the top of the fight pit yeah. I've probably been playing playing too many uh, 2K games for that but, um, but yeah uh, Paul so we currently have a no contest a Lashley win and a Lesnar win where do you stand so, the the one thing that I don't think has been mentioned yet by anyone in this is that in the background of certain things on Raw has been MVP chatting to people and specifically Mr. Lashley. So, I, I, I'd like to put down... I need, to, I need to work out the way that this would go. So... Lesnar win by DQ because the Hurt Business gets involved and sort of costs... Costs... Technically costs Lashley the match, but he ends up as the sort of the... He loses the battle, but wins the war sort of thing. So then, if they then fight again at WrestleMania in a fight pit match, as you've also said, that cage keeps them out, right? Correct. I think that writer's job's still going, Paul, if you, uh, if you want to get, get your application. Okay, uh, so I'm, we, we I'm, have a I'm making, I'm making far too much of my current job. They, uh, they can't. They can't. They can't. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not going to mention anything about your iPad. Um, so, right. We've got two matches left on the card. So the, the next match I've got is the Elimination Chamber match for the US title. So Austin Theory going in as champion versus Montez Ford, Johnny Gagano, Bronson Reed, Seth freaking Rollins, and Damian Priest. And unlike the women's match, each challenger to the US title had to go through a singles qualifier this time. So Rollins defeated Chad Gable. Gagano overcame Baron Corbin as has anybody that's fought that guy in the last two months. Bronson Reed squished Dolph Ziggler. 
Priest beat Angelo Dawkins. However, his tag partner, Montez Ford, bested Elias to take the final spot. Had all of those qualifying matches been the reverse outcome, what an entirely different prospect this match would have been because this would have been first on the list, get it out of the way. Nobody would have been interested. Um, But it's just a really simple one, really, in the sense of the winner of this match then has the chance to defend the United States title at WrestleMania. So who is taking the title to Hollywood? Uh, Matt, do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I've gone for dead boring and retained for theory. Yeah, I think this may well be popular as well. So yeah, every, everybody's saying theory. <laughs> when, I saw, when I saw Ford, I was like, who the hell's Ford? And then when he said Montez Ford, I was like, oh, right, yeah, that guy. And then I immediately thought, oh, maybe they'll stick it on him. Um, but no, no. So, yeah, I just think a theory retain. I, I think, obviously, he's the big push at the moment in terms of that title. And uh, it seems strange that they take it off him before mm. WrestleMania. Now, WrestleMania, however, it might be the time for him to lose it. But, um, but I don't think at the moment... To, to, quote, to quote a different Matthew, the uh, as in Matthew Hardy, Ford is in there to be the spot monkey of this match. That is all he is there for. He will be jumping off one of the pods or like pulling himself up like John Morrison to the top of the cage to fall down on everybody else. That is why he is in this match. Sorry, Paul, I, I think I agree. I was just going to say, can I ask, has, has, has anyone else seen that fifth person that's just joined the podcast? Oh no, because he's not—he's not visible, is he? Well, he's not in the elimination chamber, but I have a feeling that I know where oh, this is going. I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware that he's not in the elimination chamber, but he's—he's uh, he's definitely waiting in good old LA for uh, his, you know, regularly scheduled WrestleMania appearance. And obviously, the seeds of this were sown summer of last year, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's. I think it's. It's one of those ones where I'll be very shocked if we don't end up with the Austin Theory versus John Cena WrestleMania potentially even being a headliner for one of the well for the first night potentially. Imagine if the uh, just for one night they bring back the US Spinner Belt as well. What Could to uh, to just shift a little bit more merchandise? I mean. I- I, found I, a few I don't know anybody that to that. <laughs> so yeah, everybody is in the book. Everybody has gone for theory. Uh, everybody fully expects that to be a match on the card in time. Although the rumour that's doing the rounds at the moment is that it's going to be a United States Open Challenge at WrestleMania that absolutely everybody will be surprised when Cena comes out, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, last up then, the undisputed WWE Universal title match. Roman Reigns defending champion versus Sami Zayn. So, after Roman has claimed that Zayn destroyed his family at the conclusion of this year's Royal Rumble, Reigns looks to destroy Sami in front of his own family with the match taking place in Zayn's hometown. There's a host of questions to be answered. What part is Kevin Owens going to play? Obviously, Sammy came to his defence at the Rumble. What is the status of Jey Uso? 
who, as we mentioned before, has kind of been missing in action directly for Roman since the Rumble. Um, but yeah, they, for me, this storyline has been the thing that's kept WWE ticking over in the last year or so. And certainly the only thing that's added any kind of interest for me to Roman's hefty title reign. I think if anybody else would have had that title for the amount of time he's had it, I look at the backlash that Lesnar got when he he was doing essentially the same shtick where he only turns up for the big stuff, really. Um, I know Roman's been on the weekly television a little bit, but it has been more backstage stuff than anything else. Um, But yeah, I I guess the question is, is like we're getting a few seeds sown as well about actually could it be Sami Zayn that goes on and wins because we've had... Uh, WWE doing their best to suggest it could happen. It was. Um, when Cody and Sammy went at it on the mic this past Monday on Raw, it was it was a great segment. It was very well received. It, at most, it'll be a triple threat, but I still can't even see that myself. Um, I, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. But um, I've, I've also been very vocal on this podcast saying that Roman's championship reign will continue until he's going to take the titles all the way to Hollywood to face the Dwayne. But it seems the Dwayne isn't ready. He's he had his little argument, didn't he, with uh, with DC, and then seemingly dropped off the face of the planet until the NFL finished, and now he's got the XFL to promote. Well, he had he had a bit of a smack bottom from from DC, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, can can you really bruise an ego of a guy whose ego is that big? Like, does it not? But when you come across as the perpetual celebrity, the you know, always doing the right thing, always you know, helping everybody out. Um, Only when there's a camera there to film it, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, He did sort of. He did. He did do a few people dirty. On the on that DC thing, so yeah, it did. But are we gonna get? Are we gonna get that as a swerve this weekend? Will Elimination Chamber finally, finally, be the place where he shows up, or is it just gonna be the guy who spent the last year trying to get the acceptance of the Tribal Chief finally gonna be the guy to dethrone him? And then we would get Zayn versus Rhodes at WrestleMania in theory. But yeah, I, as you've probably guessed, guessed from what I've said already, it's just rains all day, every day. Even on the eighth day, if it was a thing, rains would be going in every every single time for this one. Um, I, I think there was a nod there from Andy as well. Yeah, I mean, there is, yeah. the, there is this element that it... I think we've we've gone past the point of it being boring and it's come back round to like, now we are very much in the camp of, we just need to get to WrestleMania so that, so that the Dwayne can turn up and kind of put us all out of our misery on this one. So that this whole situation can kind of move on past this. But then I, 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 I'm not sure. uh, My, my thing is how does somebody like John Cena and Dwayne Johnson come along and take the titles when they're not going to be in it week in, week out. So 
that always confuses me. But I it, it it's not going to be anything other than Roman Reigns until there's something big enough to stop that. So I mean, you know, stick me down for Roman Reigns, please. If as, as if that's any surprise. Yeah, I've uh, you, you're already in. I, I'm not sure because like if he if the Rock doesn't turn up at Elimination Chamber. They won't have him turn up at WrestleMania to cost Reigns the match because that would then kind of like crap on Cody a little. Oh, Matt, Matt's going for it. Go on then. What if? So obviously, put me down for Reigns because that it's he's definitely winning this week. <laughs> but what if he is? What if it's Cody and Roman on the first night? Then whatever goes down there. Rock comes out at the end of the first night. Second night, it's him and Roman for that. If if that happens, they will promote it earlier than that. Though I think I don't think they'll. I I wouldn't thought they'll they'll do it as a surprise. No. Bear in mind, WrestleMania is big enough where you like. It's not. It's not a case of it's like a secondary or sort of like tertiary sort of like premium live event where if people aren't aware that the Rock's going to be there, they're just not going to watch it. They're going to watch it regardless. And the fact that the Rock's going to be there or not, I don't think he's going to add another like million viewers to it or something like that. I don't think them advertising it would would have that sort of effect on it if it makes sense. I reckon if you asked him, he'd tell you exactly how many extra seats would be. Uh... <laughs> he'd film them as well. For those, <laughs> for those who have never seen the podcast before, you'll obviously uh, understand at this point that the, the Rock is uh, one of Stu's absolute favourites from uh, you know all time. So, and he's and he's definitely not got a uh, full-on potato on his shoulder about him, let alone a fucking chip. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm never going to be shy about that, am I? Really? Let's let's be fair. <laughs> um, so so Paul, to to effectively conclude the predictions this time around, I'm assuming you're also going for Rob Ruiz. I mean, it's it, it is the logical thing to do, but when was the last time he lost a match? Officially. When Zayn took the pin, when uh, Owens and Cena beat them as the tag team on uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, so I mean, it's not even as if he's had like he hasn't even lost matches by like disqualification or like count out or anything like that. Uh, uh, well, Seth Rollins will have you on Twitter for that one because that was oh. uh, the that was the Rumble, wasn't it? Previous. I take it back. I take it back. So in that case, that'll probably be his last not win. <laughs> Technical descriptions abound this evening. Yeah, I, I, part of me, part of me wonders whether they'd be tempted to sort of give Zayn the win by another method that isn't in getting the pinfall or the submission, just to sort of allow them the option to make to put Zayn in the main event if they want to. Whereas if he mm. just gets beaten flat, that that. That option goes completely out the window. Or, 
I suppose you do the option where you have him look as if he's going to win, where like the ref's down and he's got Roman beat, and he like obviously he's got the cover and everyone's like counting the like the, the the pinfall, but there's no ref to count it. And then another ref comes down, he kicks out, then Reigns gets the win, and he could argue, well, I did have you beat, but you know, due to you, you know, touching the ref's balls or something, I wasn't able to get the win. So I think I think there'll be some I think there'll be some shenanigans shenanigans if it were, um, but I mean there absolutely will be like I I I can see what you're saying I I just think it'll go one of two ways and both of them involve Roman Reigns winning. Oh yeah, yeah don't get me wrong. I think the regardless of the outcome of the match, Roman Reigns is still the champion going into yeah yeah yeah. It's just yeah, that's sorry. Yeah, winning, winning was maybe too strong. It like basically at, at at best for Sami Zayn, he'll end up in a triple threat, like I said at, at WrestleMania. Yeah. What I actually think is probably going to happen is they will get Kevin Owens back involved because the obvious thing from a mile away is everybody's kind of seen if you've if you've done anything online is that clearly it's going to be the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami at, at WrestleMania one of the nights. Um, well, I mean, even even that, even that to me doesn't make sense because you've got the Jay and Sammy dynamic and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I tell you what, just stick me down for Zane to win by DQ. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, just we, to we keep it just, just to keep it interesting because I think like I'm obviously sort of like predicting with my head, no, my heart rather than my head there. And to me, that just that just keeps the storyline open more than anything else. Okay. Uh, well, that does give us a very considering that we've all got Asuka and we've all got Theory. Um, it does it does vary up nicely. So we'll uh, hopefully not need a tiebreak uh, next time around. But yeah, that that is it. That is the predictions done and dusted. Everything is is in the book. Because there's not really been that long between the getting over podcast this time, I don't even have anything on my list for any other business. So has anybody got anything else? Was it Jeff Jarrett's dad died yesterday? Yeah, Jerry. Oh, Jerry, Jerry Jarrett, of course. Um, it's a long time wrestler, well, wrestler and promoter, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Actually, me and Paul mentioned this uh, earlier today. It was predominantly in Memphis from what we know um, with yeah. Jerry the King Lawler and yeah Inman uh, obviously like he was the he was the promoter for a long period and then I think Jer- um, Jerry Lawler bought in as a partner so the two sort of went into business together like um, I think the, this has been covered on the, the Cornet podcast he said like back in the day you used to buy something like points like oh it was done on a point system so you would buy points in the in the sort of the um in the territory, and it got to a point where Lawler was making so much money that it, it, it made sense for him to just become a partner. So those two became like partners in the uh, in the territory, um, and then they, they sort of ran the business for however many sort of decades after that. But yeah, sad. Obviously, um, passed away on on Valentine's Day. So sad, sad, sad. Yeah, like an important important figure, kind of in the history of of wrestling, I guess, in that regard. So, 
Um, you know, thought, thoughts to Jeff Jarrett and, and family because it's it's not nice. Uh, yeah, his dad was, you know, an elderly guy, but still not nice, is it? No. Um, so yeah. So. And then, uh, I'm sorry, and then I saw, and then I went to see actual real life wrestlers as well on Saturday. I went to North. Oh yeah. At uh, Anarchy Brewery, um, which was it was really good, really really good. Um, I think that Liam Slate is their current champion, and he wrestled Gabriel Kidd, who was like a big up and coming in the UK scene. Is is over in New Japan at one of the dojos there, and that was a really good match. Um, Man like Doris and Leon Slater in boisterous behaviour, they were really good. Uh, that was a really good match. Uh, who did they wrestle against? I don't remember who their match was against. Ah, um, Michael Oku or the OGMO and Robbie X. That was a really good ah, match cool. as well. Um, but yeah, really good night. Loads of good matches. Yeah, so shout out to North Wrestling. Oh, Warhorse was there as well, and that's always good. And that was Warhorse and Amir Jordan, so that was that was a really good, fun game. Oh yeah, a, a game match. And Joe Henry was there as well, complete so, with uh, musical entrance. With musical entrance, and uh, yeah, yeah, with with his uh, yeah his dulcet tones wooed us with the, on his way out. So yeah, I mean, rest, but I mean, obviously, I I can speak from experience, having uh, been there with Mister Moore myself, but. Wrestling in a brewery is just like, yes, please, more of this. Particularly when you've got the, uh, like, obviously, the brewing equipment on a clear, clear kind of glass kind of thing. Oh, yeah, and then the wrestlers can go in there and wrestle next to all the, the brewing equipment, uh, which definitely didn't <laughs> happen this week uh, this weekend and people's faces weren't mashed up against the uh, the window and all that kind of thing so yeah yeah um yeah, if you go go on to north social medias there's definitely pictures and videos of people in in the in the brewery like literally in the brewing part um yeah taking part in wrestling so yeah yeah very good um, get yourself down there cool uh, that is that is, is that is that everyone done i think everyone's everyone's out so, I, I like Elimination Chamber. It's it sometimes can be a little bit passed over because it's so close to WrestleMania, but it's still a good watch. Like I think that's why they have the big, you know, the big spot matches at this point. So, um, if you are indulging this weekend, enjoy. As usual, get in touch on the socials, leave us some comments underneath the video, let us know your predictions, see if you can indeed uh, beat us. You know, go for it. Why not? Uh, so thanks everyone for joining us again and thanks to you guys for listening and don't forget the usual, all the usual stuff give us it a like, give us it a subscribe and uh, tell all your friends cheers guys, thanks very much so there we go, what do you think to that? another one done, another premium live pay-per-view event oh, I'll never get my head around it another one gone Thank you for listening, thank you for watching. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop. Share the podcast around. Check out the website, thecookiecast.com. Send us your predictions. That's what you can do there. You can get in touch with us through social media and an email button that you just click and send us a little email. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cookie Cast.